temp check. What kind of summer are we having this year? A family road trip summer? A beach bum summer? Or a wake me when the sun sets summer? With Instacart, choose your own adventure and skip the shopping side quests. Where available, you can get ice cream delivered to your hotel, sunscreen to the pool, or cold brew to your bed. Well, door. In as fast as 30 minutes. Wherever you find yourself this summer, you can get the goods. Download Instacart for free delivery on your first three orders. Offer valid for a limited time. Minimum $10 per order. Excludes restaurants. Additional terms and fees apply. TuneIn is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively sports. That clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. Yes, and even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. Broadcasting live from the Hyundai Studios, presented to you by your local Hyundai dealers. The score celebrates 30 years. WSCR and HD Chicago. WBMX HD2 Chicago. We are Sports Radio 670 The Score. Chicago's voice of the fan for 30 years. In Odyssey Station. The score! This hour is being brought to you by Lakeside Bank. Ray, let's talk some Cubs. Let's go. Lawrence Holmes, noon to two on Sports Radio 670 The Score and 670thescore.com in Odyssey Station. Can you dig it? Can you dig it? Can you dig it? I definitely told him it's just about getting ready, uh, not trying to prove anything to anybody. Uh, you're a piece here and a big piece for a long time, so let's do things the right way. He understands that. Uh, I've communicated that probably almost too much, and um, he's done a nice job of um, asking for more if he wants it, and um, you know, we, he, he's getting his work in. Cubs manager David Ross talking about Seiya Suzuki. I was there Friday. I was there Friday to see his debut over at Sloan Park. Strangely enough, I went out for dinner Friday night and ran into Rossi. Like just walking down the street, I ran into Rossi. And I asked him a couple of questions. And we had a nice chat. I'm hoping that he will be back on the show this season. Megan Montemuro has been down in Arizona for weeks trying to figure out exactly what this Cubs team is all about. She covers them for the Tribune and joins me on the Circa Resort and Casino Hotline. Circa Resort and Casino in Las Vegas, home of the world's largest sports book. Megan, thanks for joining me. I appreciate it. Yeah, you're welcome. Thanks for having me on. You sought out Kosuke Fukudome to to talk to him about the experience for Seiya Suzuki. What was the most interesting part from you of the advice that Fukudome had for for Suzuki? Yeah, it kind of echoes what, you know, the general comments have been from those um, around Suzuki, and that is, you know, Fukudome spoke highly of him, called him one of the best players he's ever seen in Japan. He's played against him um, in the Nippon uh, Professional Baseball League uh, uh, since (laughs) Suzuki debuted there. So he's seen him play for nine years, so it's quite a compliment. And he spoke highly of his abilities. He fully expects uh, his power to uh, translate into the majors, especially at Wrigley. And for me, I thought, you know, he really echoed kind of the, the biggest, adjustment for him is going to be the cultural ones. I mean, he's going to be getting used to a new city. Um, you know, the language 
differences, obviously. And so there's just a lot of off the field changes he's going to have to adjust to. And Fukunomi said, you know, once those things kind of fall into place, that it, it kind of removes a lot of external stressors um, away from, you know, what you want to do on the field. So I thought that was really interesting. Um, but yeah, he had all good things to say about Suzuki and, and fully expects him to be able to handle the velocity increases and, and, and changes he might see from Japan to um, Major League Baseball. And yeah, he, he really just had, <laughs> I, I can't even like in, re- in recalling everything he said, there wasn't really anything negative that stood out. Well, look, it's only been three games. It's only been with like seven at bats for him so far. I know that's, that that Fukudome said about Suzuki that he's a quick learner. Have those thoughts been echoed by the Cubs and, and David Ross on how they feel he's adjusting to the actual baseball part of it? Yeah, I mean, you can see it just from those of us who've been watching him up until the games taking live VPs pretty much from the, the day he showed up at camp. I mean, you can see, you know, it, in, in, even just from one at bat to the next and facing the same pitcher, um, I can recall that, you know, he was struggling uh, the first time he faced Rowan Wick, um, you know, whiffing on some stuff, not making great contact. And then, you know, the next time he faced him on the same day, uh, you know, he was making contact. He was taking closer pitches, uh, ones that he had been swinging at previously. And so, I mean, that was just within a 20-minute Fan. And so I think that's just kind of one example of picking up on something, applying it to the next time out. Um, and yeah, I mean, every just watching him take BP is is pretty pretty amazing. He makes it look effortless. Um, I talked to hitting coach Greg Brown about him, and one thing he said that stood out to him is, you know, when he is throwing BP, you know, he can generally tell what direction the hitter is going to take the ball um, based on where he's throwing it. But he pointed out that you know he'll cut a ball um, in on, you know, Suzuki, and he won't go with the pitch where he would think a guy would typically do. So he talked about how creative he is as a hitter, um, which I thought, you know, says a lot too. So, I mean, everyone has spoken highly of of what they've seen uh, with him so far, and it'll be interesting to see kind of that transition now as he starts playing more games, um, how he looks. Uh, versus, you know, live BP batting practice situations. Megan, for Cubs fans that, that maybe missed this little nugget or have not been down there, can you tell them about the interaction between Suzuki and and and, and our guy Rossi and Chocolate? <laughs> yeah, so uh, uh, within the last couple of days, uh, David Ross was in the weight room and Suzuki came in and Ross was eating some trail mix, and Suzuki said chocolate in English. And Ross clarified, no, like, you know, it's trail mix, it's a snack. And Suzuki repeated, no, chocolate, pointing to some of the pieces that was in the bag. And he said, yeah, yeah, there's chocolate in there. And uh, and then Suzuki proceeded to rub uh, uh, his his belly um, and Ross kind of got a good joke, a good laugh out of that and joke that he's probably feeling a little too comfortable with the manager. <laughs> yes. That he goes up there and he rubs, rubs, uh, Rossi's belly and says, yeah, chocolate. <laughs> and Rossi has been saying, I've been working out, man. I'm trying to stay in shape. So I'm glad that, that he is, he feels at least comfortable enough to, to kind of play around and joke around. I think that's a good way to try and start off relationships with, with the folks that you're going to be spending all of your time with inside of the clubhouse. I, I'm not sure what the 22 Cubs are supposed to look like. I mean, 
Megan, we're, we're we're dealing with a division where two of the teams have already said we don't care and we've quit in in Cincinnati and Pittsburgh, and I feel like that opens up an opportunity for the Cubs. How do they view themselves, and how do they view this season? Yeah, I think the big thing for the Cubs is the the big thing for the Cubs is they really need to figure out what they have short term versus long term, and you know, figure out what pieces can potentially carry over beyond this year. And while there may not be a ton of them, I think especially look at the younger arms, you know, they really need to kind of figure out Steele, Keegan Thompson, um, you know, some of those bullpen arms, like which, which of these pieces can they, can they build a team around and where, you know, in the next year or two, do they really need to add talent um, positionally? Do they think that they have, would they, would they say that they have a chance to win the division this year? Um, I think they believe that they are going to be competitive. Now, what that looks like, I think, you know, different people would debate. I know Cub fans might not be um, high on the team necessarily given some of the offseason moves, but I think you know, you don't you never know. And I think it's definitely a winnable division when you look at, you know, the Cardinals and Brewers in particular and obviously the moves the, the Reds made. So, you know, I, Games have to be played. I mean, I, I don't think you're going to have a real sense of what direction this division is going to go until probably June. You wrote about Wilson Contreras last week, too, and them not really coming to a conclusion on what happens with him long term. How do you imagine this plays out? Is, is he someone that they think they can b- rebuild around, or do they look at him as someone that, yeah, he's a good player and he might net us some good young players at the trade deadline? Yeah, I mean, I think it's going to be something that's probably going to play out similarly to last year in that when it comes to the trade deadline, you know, assuming that they still haven't reached a long-term deal, which there haven't been any talks lately about that, that, you know, he could very well follow the same path as Anthony Rizzo, Javier Baez, and and Chris Bryant and, you know, be moved at the deadline for pieces that, you know, again, address deficiencies within the organization. Um, And you have a guy in Jan Gomes who – is a great backup and obviously can can take starter reps. So you kind of have a built-in option there if you do choose to move on. How would you describe the vibe at, at Sloan? I, I know I was only there for one day, but it was a little weird. Like it was, I walked around, I spent my time at Sloan. I popped my head into the, into the press box, but I walked around the ballpark and obviously like there's a ton of Bryant jerseys and bias jerseys and Rizzo jerseys. It felt different there and I don't know if I was projecting or if it actually felt different you've been there this whole time what's the vibe like for you yeah I think there's just like this vibe of transition you know like there's you have some guys from 2016 like Kyle Hendricks and you have like the Wilson Contreras is still around but like you also have um, guys like Patrick Wisdom and Frank Schwindel who came up last year and you have a guy in Seiya Suzuki who just signed a five-year deal and you know they view him as the bridge to the next great uh, Cubs team so yeah I, I definitely think it is kind of like this weird vibe and for and you know for Ross he, this is the first time where you know he kind of has a, a clubhouse of of guys that you know aren't really former there's not many former teammates left in there um, so yeah, I, I think this whole season is just kind of a transitionary period for the organization and, and trying to figure out exactly what, what they want to do next and what comes next. What's it been like covering Marcus Stroman? He's a really interesting guy. I mean, he's been, you know, friendly, um, anytime, you know, media has chatted with him, uh, you know, in, in 
pregame locker room access or, you know, after games. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I, I think he he's obviously a great guy to pair with Hendricks at the top of the rotation. Um, you know, I think he can bring some looseness um, to the clubhouse, too, which you always want. So, yeah, it's, it's been a good addition. Pick up a subscription to the Tribune, even a digital subscription, so you can read Megan's work there. Before I let you go, I – I, I don't know if I reached out via Twitter when this happened, but I really enjoyed. Sorry, the, sorry to cut uh, off. The, you got to go. Sorry to cut off the, yeah, I have. All right, go, go, go. I've been waiting to chat to chat with. No, no worries. So sorry to cut you off. All right, no sorry, problem at all. She got to work. <laughs> all right. I'll save the compliment for the next time that you're on the show. That is Megan Montemuro. Ray, what I was going to say, Megan, when she was working in Philadelphia, she wrote this impassioned incredible plea about dick allen being a hall of famer and i i I mean it was great like i i'm firmly in the camp of dick allen should be in the hall of fame she was writing it from the perspective of the time that he spent in philadelphia but man i'll tell her the next time i see her i'm not good at that like i kind of ducked into the press box and i was like i was in the back i said hey to maddie lee she does, you know, a podcast on House of L. Uh, I saw Jordan bash, and I talked to a couple people from the Cubs. That was good. And talked to some people from Marquee while I was there. And then I went walking around. It was, it was definitely a different thing that I was dealing with while I was there at Sloan Park. It was strange. And partially because and I've been trying to think of every single factor that's made it strange. One, there are so many people that couldn't make it down to Arizona because they may have already had plans. Then the lockout was going on. And so you had scheduled this time off and you can't make your annual pilgrimage to the desert. I thought about that. Then I thought about the transition, the part that Megan was talking about. And I didn't count, but... Obviously, every jersey that you were going to see is Rizzo, Bryant, Baez, Contreras. And I don't know. I was looking for a couple Marcus Stroman ones because that that was the one that I was thinking was like, that's the breakthrough guy that that people are going to like Marcus Stroman and he should have jerseys. It wasn't a sellout. And they are getting 15,000 routinely at Sloan Park. I talked with a friend that covers MLB, not just the Cubs and the White Sox. And they were like, look, attendance everywhere is down. And and this person had told me, like, Camelback, there are not a lot of people that are going to Camelback. You do have to understand a little bit of the geography. Sloan Park is in the East Valley in Mesa. I had this choice to make, and I I, I chose going to Sloan. Camelback Ranch is in the West Valley. It's legit 40 miles away. And then you have to deal with traffic, and then you're in Glendale, and there's not a ton that's going on in Glendale. Friday, the Cubs played at 1, and the White Sox were playing a night game, and they had the clubhouse was going to open at like 340. So I'm like, okay, I got it. I'll go over to Cubs. I'll hang out there. I'll leave... And the Cubs made it real easy for me to leave on Friday. Real easy. I think they were down like, I blinked and they were down 6 nothing or something like that. 
And then I was like, well, it is rush hour, and it's probably going to take me a little over an hour to get to Glendale. And then I'm going to be stuck in Glendale. And I'm technically on vacation. So I was like, I'm not going to Glendale. That was the move I made. But yeah, the vibe over at Sloan was really different. I don't know if anyone else has gone out to games there and if they can better describe it. You're more than welcome to to hit the text lines if you want. 312-644-6767 or if you're on Twitch, twitch.tv slash Chicago 670 the score. If you want to give me your thoughts on it. But it was just strange. It was also super hot. Like, I know it's Arizona, but it was ridiculously hot Thursday and Friday. That's both a good thing and a bad thing. Ray, can I tell you another thing that happened to me while I was there watching the Cubs? I was sitting there with two different thoughts. One was, you know what? We give a lot as fans to sit at baseball games in the summer. And number two, I think that there need to be some more fresh fruit options at games. I like that. I know, I know. I I, I was texting with, with Herbie and, and Tony and Campy. It was 96 degrees. It was like a record high on Friday for this time of year in April. And I'm walking around the concourse, and I see people, like, getting nachos and getting pizza. And I'm like, it's too damn hot to be out here eating hot pizza. And I said, you know what would be refreshing? And I think this means... It means either A, I'm getting healthier, or B, I'm getting older. Maybe they're the same thing. I kept going, you know what would be great right now? A cold piece of pineapple. You feel me on this? You got to get the the melon variety cup on a hot day. But I want it cold. I don't want it. Yeah, I I want it in, like it's been in the refrigerator. But I was like, man, or... Or I'm, I also thought about a fruit that makes for a really good baseball food, and it's an orange. The reason why, obviously, it's got vitamins and it tastes good, but the other thing is peeling it. I, I would find that at a baseball game really relaxing. I find it infuriating when I'm at home, but at a baseball game, the way that we discard peanuts I feel like it's the same thing with an orange. Am I am I out of my mind? Am I? I mean, it's, you don't get the cracking. It's not as easy, but I I see where you're going with it. And I could then I could also envision uh, the ballparks on both sides of town looking down at the floor and seeing peanut shells and orange peels all over the place. Now it sucks for the people that that work there and have to clean all that mess up. But hey, people will be healthier. With that orange choice. I, I really did like I really like walked around. I was like, man, I could go for some fresh fruit right now. In the middle of July, August, the right. dog days of summer. I mean, come on, that would be that's genius. Texture right here says some frozen grapes. Yes. Does that mean that we're all old? Probably. But as I was walking around Sloan, I'm like, all right, I'm out here. I stayed in right field because I wanted to watch Suzuki play a little bit. And I, I walk across the concourse because by then it was like 10 nothing, and the Cubs were losing. This is home runs going everywhere. Doubles off the wall. What's Charlie Blackman doing here? Like all this stuff. And I sat down. I found an open space and I just kind of sat down. 
And I went, man, I could go for a nice cold piece of pineapple right now. Like cold and juicy. It'd been great. And like, what are my choices? Oh, I can have, it's like a beer, but it's kind of warm. And you have to drink it quickly because it's going to go from being cold to hot. We really, like as fans, we really, 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 like we do work for it when it comes to baseball. Now I had the, I could hit the eject button anytime on that game because I was just kind of working. I wanted to come see some baseball. But, man, you drive down from wherever, like you drive down from Joliet, you drive down from Northbrook, you probably feel pot committed. You're like, yeah, this game is terrible. But I'm going to sit here because, one, I don't want to be stuck in traffic going back. Does White I can't. I can't remember. Does White Sox offer, like, can I get fresh fruit at a White Sox game or a Cubs game? Do I have to bring my own? I'll look it up. I don't know. We'll have to see. All right. I, I, I don't recall. I don't ever. It's not on the top of my mind that a baseball game, that's for sure. Because it's just, I, I don't think it's a. It's an option. I this, just think of the, the, the regular things, you know? I don't know why it came across my mind. I just wanted something refreshing. And I just was staring at people with hot-ass pizza and just going, that's that's a bad choice. They had this, like, a, there was a corporate event that was going on, too. So they had a buffet. It's like macaroni and cheese and stuff. And I'm like, it's 96 degrees out here. Shout out to 98 degrees. This texter says, cold mango on a stick. Yes. Wait, did you say mango? Mango? Yeah. All right, okay. I, I understand that I'm at the older. Well, I'm not. I'm actually in the middle of the demo here. I just project a lot older than I actually am. And my fresh fruit take for sure projects. I can just see, I can see the video that Connor puts up. Holmes, fresh fruit is great. Mango? <laughs> yes, mango. Cold mango. 630 Texas says, does lemon chill count? For me, it does. It's, it's my go-to on a hot day at the ballpark. I want a lemon chill. That's the first thing I thought of. That's what I had in the category of the regular things you find at the ballpark. It's prop like produce probably costs way too much for right. them, right? Yeah. It it probably costs too much. They wouldn't like I see it as a cart. I don't see it as something that you go to. I think there's a fruit man with a cart, and when he's out of fruit, he's out of fruit, and that's it. And then you can find out pineapple spears. Oranges, an apple, something cold and refreshing. Mango, like all of that. Mango? Yeah, that that to me would be good. Nice piece of melon. When did I become this person? Don't worry, I also went and got donuts while I was there. And they were delicious. See, but a, don- a donut is not going to recharge you on a hot day. Correct. And, and you got five more innings to go Ray, in the scorching heat. I would never have a donut at a baseball game unless I was in the box. But, like, the food choice is, like, I know that most baseball parks are evolving at options, like, different options for people. Have we missed 
Something so simple is my question. Did we did we miss the you know what we should do? Like like the texter said. Frozen grapes, mango, pineapple, mango. all the stuff that would be refreshing on a hot summer's day at the game. And we always choose hot ass food. Where are you going? I'm going to go get a dog and some churros. I'm going to go get churros. I do love churros. Churros, the the goat of the, uh, for me, I'm Mexican, so I'm biased. So, you know, got to have a churro. I'm with you. It's what I seek out. The street tacos on the uh, concourse at 35th, I like those. Is Can we make money for this, Ray? Have I given an idea away that I should not have given away? Lawrence and Ray's fruit stand. That's what my fruit cart. It's just That's us. That's it. Starts with the cart. I'm telling you, man. Just a cart. Get a cart, some bells. Yes. We could, we could zhuzh it up. It'd be great. We'll talk bulls on the other side. My name is Lawrence Holmes. You're listening to The Score. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. TuneIn is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively sports. The clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. It's better over here. After investing billions to light up our network, T-Mobile is America's largest 5G network. Plus, right now, you can switch, keep your phone, and we'll pay it off up to $800. See how you can save on every plan versus Verizon and AT&T at T-Mobile.com slash across America. Up to four lines via virtual prepaid card. A left 15 days. Qualifying unlocked device credit service ported 90 plus days with device and eligible carrier and timely redemption required. Card has no cash access and expires in six months. Lawrence Holmes, noon to two on Sports Radio 670 The Score and 670thescore.com in Odyssey Station. It's time for the two-minute report. Two minutes. What? Not one, but two. Oh, say less. It's time for the two-minute report on the Lawrence Holmes Show. Can't wait. Tonight, the fifth-seed Bulls take on the sixth-seed Cleveland Cavaliers. DeRozan to Vooch. Back in front to Levine with 10 on the clock. Bounce pass in the paint to Vooch. They go left corner, Crusoe. Open three. Bam! Players have been trying to get each other to, to get up to the standard that, you know, we're supposed to play at, that we played at a lot this year. For whatever reason, we weren't meeting it, we weren't matching it. And, I mean, me personally, I tried to lock in and treat it like playoff prep for me. You know, mentally, my pregame routine, the seriousness, the the I try to conduct myself. And I think it showed. Levine throws it down at a two-handed dunk from Caruso. I don't like excuses, but it's a long season. We've had guys in and out. A lot of times, you know, energy can fluctuate. You know, some of the concentration can fluctuate. 
you know, the, the season can kind of can kind of tear, tear you down a little bit. But I think at the end of the day, I mean, we've been preaching it, we've been harping on it. We know how good of a team we can be when we lock in and, and play hard, execute, help each other. Dosumu floats a pass, mid-post right. Hook trying to clear it on Mobley. Back it in, the double from Okoro. Jump hook, right hand, no. Put back with the right hand. Darted inside with a follow-up, Alex Caruso. I think I impacted the game really well tonight, and I only took three shots. Came off initial actions, tried to get the, the flow going, tried to get everybody involved as far as moving the ball, making reads, helping the offense flow, and then defensively, I still think I can get better. You know, I th- I think I'm I'm still getting into into defensive shape of guarding best the best players and, and giving that that energy and competing every possession. But I thought for the most part I I did that and I just I used my energy to affect the game. And this ball game is over. Bulls win. Bulls win. Bulls win. Huge game. Big stage. Big win. 98-94. Highlights courtesy of the score, Chuck and Bill on the call. So my trip to Arizona was quick. It was, I left Thursday morning and I came back Saturday night. I'm listening to the Bulls game on the Odyssey app on the plane. Like once we landed at Midway, I'm listening to the the last 10 minutes of the game. By the time I got back to my car, there was that strange section in the last minute of the game where the Bulls were up five, and Chuck was like, yeah, you just don't, as long as you don't foul. And then immediately they fouled Garland, who was shooting a three. Him and Bill were super nervous. It was hilarious. Then I went back and watched the game. Man, Vooch was getting it done in half court. He did a great job against the bigs for Cleveland in that game. Their transition offense, I thought, was really good, and that's been a struggle for them without Lonzo Ball. Lonzo Ball is a terrific transition point guard. And when DeMar DeRozan was scoring all the time for the Bulls, he was the guy that was getting it done for them in transition. Obviously, like Zach can just jump over people when his knee is healthy. But I thought overall the Bulls in transition looked better than Cleveland on Saturday. Which leads us to tonight's game against the Knicks. Ray, what time is pregame tonight on the score? 6.15. We will have the the Bulls-Knicks pregame at 6.15, and then Chuck and Bill will be on the call. Now it's just win games. By hook or by crook. It does like win games because Toronto, where you're sitting there going, Oh, we got the tiebreaker against Toronto. Toronto's creeping up to pass you. Cleveland, I think, probably ends up as the seventh seed now, but it's still in play for the Bulls to, to end up as the seventh seed. So I'm looking forward to watching the Knicks. We will break it down on tomorrow's show. Cody Westerlin, our usual Tuesday Bulls hit, two words with him tomorrow at 1225 on the show. But, yeah, I I love seeing them play that way. They did a little something different with the lineup, and that's playing Alex Caruso at the four. Here's what Billy Donovan had to say about making that choice. Putting Alex at the point, now there's a different kind of ask for him as well. Now you got to run the team and you got to guard. And I thought maybe putting Io back, at the point and getting Alex, you know, at the power forward spot where he could defend and now the ball finds him. Now he's able to kind of make the next play, the next pass. 
And that's where he kind of had been playing for us when we were whole as a team. You know, he kind of came right. off the bench for us. He was that power forward. And, you know, Alonzo handled or Zach or Demore handles. But Alex is another really good, smart, intelligent guard. He's got a good feel of how to play. And I think sometimes when you put them on the de- defensive assignments that we are, and then you're asking him to run the team and keep the ball in his hands and get us in and out of action, it's a lot. I think with him out there, he and I can kind of complement and share maybe some of the ball handling responsibilities. That's interesting. Making adjustments with your personnel. Understanding that you're asking Alex Caruso to be the tip of the spear with your defense on the perimeter. And then you might also be asking him to handle the ball and run the offense in half court. This is Billy Donovan coaching and saying, let's figure out some ways to better deploy him from time to time. Alex Caruso is not this team's power forward. But against certain matchups, you can move him down to four and take some of the pressure off of him offensively. And I thought it worked out yesterday or Saturday with some open looks for three, too. It's it's a mismatch in some ways negatively for the Bulls, but it's a mismatch in a positive sense, especially on the offensive side with Caruso. So, I've been asking for Billy Donovan to adjust. This is an example of him making an adjustment. We will have the game for you here on the score starting at 6.15. A couple things to clean up from previously on the show. We were talking with Megan Montemurro, who covers the Cubs for the Tribune. She had to hang up on us, and I don't blame her. Ray, do you know why she had to hang up on us? Uh, I think she had to talk to get you do her job, talk to some players, right? Player availability? Yes, but it was a specific player. She got to talk to Mike Trout. Oh. Yeah, so I would have hung up on me too. So that's one thing. The other thing is everyone's sending in their suggestions about the fruit, and I appreciate it. Someone said you can't mix fruit with beer, you'll get sick. I was like, then what's a summer shandy? Isn't that beer with fruit? You, you also don't have to drink beer at baseball games. I don't know if anyone's told you this. And beer on a hot day is going to dehydrate you. I'm trying to get your hydration right. I'm looking at this as here's something to help hydrate you as you're baking in the sun on 35th and Shields. I mean, I in my experience, I've never tried. I don't know. I mean, I eat a lot of fruit. I drink beer. I don't know if I've ever gotten sick. I kind of have them pretty much in close proximity. Really? A lot of times. I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong. Don't I, people I, put oranges in? You're right. In some beers? Yeah. Isn't that a thing? Yeah. Summer summer shandies, I believe. Things like that, right? Yeah. Uh, I mean, I'm not a big beer drinker. It's not Blue, really high on my list. Blue Moon, I think they yeah, drop Blue an Moon, orange you in put, that thing. Yeah, put an orange in it. The goal is to make it so that... You can better survive a hot summer's day baking in the sun. I'm just giving you options. I'm not saying you can't have pizza and and churros. Like we clearly love churros on this show. I'm just saying let's add it to. Yes, thank you, Texter. You put limes in beer. Fruit and beer go together. We're not saying put a banana in there. That that feels like it'd be terrible. Although I feel like a Guinness and banana would be It'd be terrible. It would be terrible. Orange goes with blue moon, lemons and wheat beer. Yes, thank you, beer drinkers. Someone said that I'm, I'm by bringing fresh fruit to the table, 
I'm now inviting bees to, to the game. Possibly. But don't you think that those same bees are attracted to the sugar that are in your Coke? How about, isn't there ice cream at these games? Yes. Bees are coming for your ice cream too. Come yeah, on. The bees are already there. You're outside. They're there. Is there any way, like this texter says, also your idea of fruit vendors is done in Latin America. When I visit Mexico for Christmas, tons of street vendors selling fresh fruit and fruit forward popsicles at baseball games. Yes. It's also done probably a few blocks away from your favorite ballpark. C- correct. That's it. Ray, we all know the fruit, man. Come the on. Fr- the fruit man be on 31st. He be on 35th. He's clearly up and down Clark. The fruit man was out on that hot day we had. What was it? Last Monday in my neighborhood in Logan Square. In Logan Square. And I was like, wow, the first sign that winter is almost out of here. That the fruit man was I, out there. What was he selling? I didn't ask because he. I I heard the bells. I was coming up from the blue line. He was already past me, but I could hear the bells in the distance, and I saw the man in his cart, and it was beautiful. All I'm saying is we don't go overboard with this. We get a, one guy with a cart, and he has enough fruit that's cold. Like, the cold part is the part. Like, I cannot stress this enough. This is not someone walking around the ballpark with warm fruit. This is, it's cold, but it's one guy. You know how awesome it would be, like a guy on the concourse with with his little thing with the bells on it? This is a bit, someone actually gave me a, man, I wish I could find it. It was really brilliant. Someone gave gave me an idea for the name of this thing that, that we could call it. Here it is. This is so good. 815 Texter says, launch angle fruit stand where the fruit is always served at 34 degrees. That is bleeping brilliant. And I'm stealing it. Back after this on the score. Lawrence Holmes, noon to two on Sports Radio 670 The Score. And 670thescore.com. In Odyssey Station. It's funny, Herbie just texted me to say, Ray's doing a great job as the new executive producer of the show. And because he knows how much I really like Will Smith and Chris Rock. And he's like, I'm sure this is pretty hard for you. It's it's not as hard as you think. Because I feel like I have a, a good view of the story. And the weird part to me is I think both of those guys will be over it faster than the public is over it. Hell, I saw a video of Will at the Vanity Fair party doing get jiggy with it afterwards with his Oscar in his hand. I imagine that Rock didn't know what was happening with Jada, that he found it out, apologized. I imagine that Will will apologize for losing his bleep and hitting that man. Although sometimes people do need corrections. It doesn't have to always be physical. It would probably never be physical, but, you know, just saying. What did get lost in the sauce on this, the next award that was given out was Best Documentary. And it put Quest Love in a weird spot because Quest Love's a Philly dude. If you have not seen Summer of Soul, I want you to seek it out. I believe it's on Hulu and Disney+. Plus. 
It is one of the best musical movies that you've ever seen. It is unearthed footage of this music festival in New York in 1969 that's some of the greatest performers of all time. Stevie Wonder, Mahalia Jackson, Sly and the Family Stone. And what I found amazing about it is how good it sounds. If you've got a great system like maybe EOC came out and did your audio, Summer of Soul, trust me, you will not be disappointed. I will talk with Parkins and Spiegel next here on The Score. the audio platform with something for everyone news in order to secure convictions in a court of law it is essential that we conclusively sports that clock at four Donchich. the step back three you bet music you set my world on fire yes, and even podcasts whatever you love hear it right here on TuneIn. go to tunein.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening we really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only twenty-five dollars a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile, get four iPhone 15s on us, and four lines for twenty-five bucks per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for twenty-five dollars per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. Five dollars more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at twenty-four monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. Thirty-five dollars per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com.